0: I'm Marnie Vinge, and this is Irioki. Join me and my friends as we explore the darker side of the Sooner State. Okay, we're we're just gonna go with it. Okay. I'm Marnie Vinge and this is Irioki. I'm here tonight with Whitney Willis. Hey guys! And we are sitting out on my patio by the fire pit. And that's what you yes. can hear is the fire. <laughs> It has a good ambiance. It does. And I just threw another log on, so it's, like, really getting going.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is. We,
0: we even have a third mic set up to, like, record the fire pit yeah. sounds. Yep. And <laughs> when we first started, Whitney was like, you sure you want that that close? Like,
2: <laughs> I was like, let's not set the mic on let's fire. Let's not set the mic on fire. That's
0: a good idea. Yeah. So we're trying not to do that. But anyway, so we are outdoors, so that is why you hear all sorts of flora and fauna. All the things. Crickets, and Motorcycles. Helicopters. helicopters. So funny story about a helicopter. I live close to a jail, and one time they were looking for someone that had escaped. Oh my and God. they shown the uh, helicopter like floodlights in my backyard. Oh that was fun. Uh... That was real fun in like a not fun at all kind oh, of way. Yeah, I know. A little adrenaline rush. Exactly. I was like, this is not the kind of excitement I wanted to deal with today. <laughs> but you know, that that life happens. So anyway, we are doing a real special episode tonight. Um, if you're a part of the Facebook group or follow the Facebook page or the Instagram, you're probably already aware of what's going down. We are doing listener stories. Mm-hmm. So Whitney and I kind of put the call out to friends of ours and followers of the podcast to see what y'all got, like yeah. what kind of spooky stories y'all got. And um, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Oh, I'm so excited. Is, yes. Yeah. So I have a few voice recordings that people have sent to me. And I also have a written story that... Um, lovely emily from spooky space sent to me which if you have not listened to her podcast i haven't talked about it on irio yet i really like emily and her dad spooky space is awesome it is super fun and the vibe of it is just so great because it's like father and daughter and reminds me of me and my dad and me and my grandpa and like stuff like that and so it's just it's it was very nice to listen to that and to hear that like father daughter bond the first time i listened to them and i remember when
2: you messaged me about Mm. it you said Your words were, you know when someone has it, Mm -hmm. when they has
0: it. Yeah. Yep. That's what I said. That is exactly what I said. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, and I sent Emily a message that night and I was like, I I was, I was absolutely certain that I came off as the biggest creep in the world (laughs) because I was just like so excited and I could just tell that she was really, she's really good at it. She's good at telling the story. She's good at the research. And I was just like, she's got it. Like she's got the it that you need. And so I basically like girl real hard on Emily yes. that night and I feel so bad for her because I was probably such a weirdo but That's anyway awesome. so anyway Emily sent in a story um Whitney's got a friend who sent in a story uh a there are a couple listeners that sent in sto- three listeners actually and one person who has been on the podcast mm-hmm. besides Whitney mm. so yeah so uh where do we want to start do we want to start with your friend Darren's yeah let's abso- go for yeah, it yeah absolutely let's do because guys Yeah, we're talking demons here. Oh yeah, demons. Oh
2: yeah. All right. So uh, my friend Darren Scholl uh, sent in a story, and he is actually a paranormal investigator, and Mm. he works with uh, DBK Investigations. That's awesome. They do have a Facebook, if you would like to follow it. Um, They do put some really cool investigations footage on there. Oh, that's cool. Um, So have at it if you want to do that. But um, here is the story that Darren sent in to us. Buckle up. All right, you guys ready for some demons? (laughs) <laughs> All right, so uh, so my team was called into a case involving a demon possession. Ugh. First sentence, guys. Yeah. Demon possession. Right out mm-hmm. the gate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right out the gate, demons. We're not messing around tonight. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we arrive with a priest in tow
2: and ready to commence our investigation. All right, guys, so we got a, we got demons and a priest.
0: That, to me, like, if a priest is in tow yeah and I'm going anywhere you're, that has to do with a haunting, yeah, you're already kind of in deep water there, yeah, that's terrifying. yeah, I don't like that. No. I, I ten out of ten do not like that. Yeah.
2: no, 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 all right. Um, we're sitting around with the homeowners doing our interviews. ...when we all notice a dark shadow working its way up the hallway towards us.
0: Yuck. Yeah, gross. No. Ugh. I'm out. Yep. <laughs> Bye.
2: Yep. Um, the priest and myself watch as the shadow walks up, then trips one of our motion detectors. Ugh. So you got motion detectors? That would freak me out. Ugh. Yeah. Nope. The investigation continues to get darker over the next hour... With our spirit box spitting out complete sentences in an attempt
0: to unnerve us. That's real creepy because if you ever watch anything about spirit boxes, like whether or not you think they work, normally they don't spit out complete sentences. From what I understand, it's more like they uh, a phrase or a word. Or kind
2: of like gibberish that you got to like make out. Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm Yeah. Um,
2: All right. So uh, when asked who we were talking to, we got the response, I am
0: the lamb. That is so creepy.
2: So, we got demons and a priest and uh, someone who is the lamb.
0: That is real creepy.
2: We also received, worship me for I am God.
0: I don't know what the heck just flew in front of my face, but I swear to God, it looked as big as a bat. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it was. I'm sorry, you guys. That scared the shit out of me. Okay. Um so go ahead, Whitney. I'm sorry. Okay. That scared yeah.
2: me. It, you guys, it's kind of dark out, too. It's real dark. And yeah, just,
0: I, we might hear coyotes here in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, we'll see.
2: We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what the night holds for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, follow. Okay. So um, I'll just. Uh, so we, receive, we also received worship me for I am God, followed by growling from the hallway behind us. By morning, we had to bless the house and the
0: occupants. Jeez. Wow, Darren. Yeah, that's... That is crazy. I wonder how, like, if you were a paranormal investigator, like, how do you keep yourself safe from, like, a demon catching a piggyback ride with you home? Right. You know but what I Darren, mean? Like,
2: how do you... What Can you answer that question first, Darren? Yeah, we, we Darren, if know. you're listening. We want to know.
0: <laughs> or anybody who's a paranormal or, or investigator. Yeah. Like, when you go into a situation where you're pretty sure that there's, like, an evil entity, what prevents that entity from saying, hey, there's somebody that right. I can... Go terrorize now, right? I don't know. That's really. Yeah. I think that would freak me out if I was going into a situation like the idea of going somewhere that's haunted does not freak me out. If it's just like a residual kind of like, oh, there's a ghost right. here that was right. like when we went to the grisso Mansion. Yeah, yeah, that didn't feel evil because it's it's like a historical yes. thing. Yeah, it was someone who know? lived there. Yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah, yep. exactly, exactly. Oh um, my gosh! But that was a very fun story, Darren. So thank you. That was for thank you to so much. So now we got my phone hooked up to the roadcaster, so let's listen to one of these stories. Let's see. Um, let's go with Sarah first. Sarah. Ooh, yeah. She's yes. a, she is a co-worker of Whitney's. Yeah. So let's see. I'm opening it
3: up. So I moved to Stillwater to go to school and I moved into this really crappy old apartment. And every night I would wake up around the same time. I don't remember what time it was. This is a really long time ago. But when I would wake up, I would look into the living room from my room, and there would be this guy standing there in the doorway with 1920s, 30s style suit on with a hat. Oof. I never felt uncomfortable with him or anything. It was just kind of an overwatching presence, uh, just kind of just like protecting me and such. Uh, my brother came home from Korea, and he came up to stay with me for a few days. And he walked in my apartment and said, you're not alone here. Ugh. He could sense the guy also. I just got chills. Yeah, really interesting. Um, just, it was my first experience with seeing a full apparition. It, and it, it never bothered me at all. Wow. Also, growing up, uh, my brother, my mom, and I would never go out into our backyard. Uh, we lived on a couple acres out in Choctaw at... Um, between Indian Meridian and Triple X, which was where all the camps were for the land run, and we're not sure you know, if anything happened on our land. But we were always very uncomfortable. Always felt like someone was watching us. Uh, my brother and I went out um, when we were adults and did some EVP work and photography and such. And on the EVPs, we caught. Um, drumming and chanting Mm-mm. Uh, oh wow screams Mm-mm. Uh, Mm-mm. this was while he was living Mm-mm. in Korea so I'm not sure where any of those recordings went so I can't share them with you uh, <clears throat> when I moved to Midwest City bought a house and the dam moved in the next door neighbor came over to me and said did the realtor disclose to you what happened oh no didn't hear anything about anything that happened in the house she went on to tell me that three people had died in the house. None of them were murdered, but they all died of heart attacks all in the living room. My first day unpacking there, um, I was in the shower and the toilet rocked. Again, really old house. Toilet rocked, needed to be fixed, but it sounded like someone sat down on it and then got back up after a few minutes. Of course, no one was in the bathroom. And while I was putting shoes on, I had some boxes that were stacked up in boxes stacked up in a chair uh, that I had been unpacking that were empty and they suddenly just mushed down like someone sat in the chair and then popped back up a couple minutes later like someone got it out of the chair. When I got my puppy, she sat and stared at a corner in the living room and would bark constantly at it and growl. No other corner. Act like that. Any other corner, um, I started telling the corner, "Leave my dog alone," and then she would shut up. Uh, there are also many times where I smelled cigarette smoke in the house, and also musky old man's cologne in the house. I get nothing ever really that bothered me. Just there was a lingering presence there. So That's the stories I have.
0: Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I know Sarah messaged me a while back, and I think we talked about the uh, man in the 20s, 30s garb. Yes. I've we- actually seen a picture. She oh my has God. a picture. Okay. Sarah,
2: you should post that in the group.
0: Okay. I think
2: everyone will love I it. I can't
0: remember if she sent that to me or Just not. Okay. Maybe she has posted it. In she the might group. have. I don't know. I don't know. Sarah, if you haven't, or you, even if you have, post it again, because yeah. um, also, like, I wanna know the three people who died of heart attacks, were they all living in the house at the same time or is this like three separate people right? who've lived there? Either way it's weird. That is super like weird. it's super weird. Yeah. Um gosh. And the screaming and drumming yes. and that would terrify me. Oh yeah. Also, I would just like to say that um, I did not count. Okay, Whitney knows this better than anyone who knows me, that I am the biggest chicken (laughs) in the world. And um, I did not realize how spooky this would be with our headphones on, out in the pitch darkness, just about, with a fire, listening to these stories. What was I thinking?
2: You guys, like, you need to see our facial expressions. You do. it. it,
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. The neighbors. We're sitting here like... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, the neighbor shone their lights over here just a minute ago, and I had a heart attack. Because I was like, holy shit, what is that? Like, I thought it was the demon from that investigation coming to get me. This
2: reminds me when we were driving home from Dallas listening to Skinwalker stories. Oh, my God. And we stopped in Winnie to get gas. Yes. At a gas station that was not open on the inside. It
0: was like the gas station that time forgot, basically. Like, it was... That was terrifying.
2: This is like... Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, basically, like, okay, so the... I'm sure that people have used this gas station if you've ever driven to Texas from Oklahoma or back. I mean, it's in Winniewood. It's, like, right off the highway, but it's still in a part of town that's, like, not... There's not a whole lot else there. Yeah. And we got there at, like, 2 in the morning. The gas pumps were open, but, like, the lights were... I mean, they were yellowed and dingy and, like, very dim and kind of, like, flickering. Mm -hmm. And the inside of the gas station was dark, completely pitch black, and it was locked up. And we're the only car there, and I think there were, like, two pumps. And so, like, Whitney gets out of the car to uh, pump the gas. And so I (laughs) I get, like, at the edge of my seat, and I'm, like, poking my head out. Got my phone in my hand, like I'm gonna call 911 or something. She's, if if like what like what a skinwalker gets us, right. I mean like I don't know what I thought I was gonna do. She's
2: like standing watch in case she has to like turn the ignition on really quick. Exactly, yeah
0: yeah get, get out of there i mean i don't know what we thought we were gonna do but whitney and i are real bad about any anytime that we're going somewhere we oftentimes don't have enough gas no. like, so that's happened to us a few times we're like when, we can make it it'll mm-hmm. be fine oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm this. i am we are we are those <laughs> girls like that, that are like it's okay i know my car <laughs> i know my car <laughs> but yeah oh my god sarah that was awesome i loved that, that was story. really good, that was so good So, um, the next one we're going to listen to is from Lisa Riot, who, uh, Lisa is a supporter on Patreon, and I always appreciate everything that Lisa and I get to talk about when we get to chatting in the group and stuff like that. Um, she is, she is just awesome, and I really hope that we're going to get to have that book signing, like, event or some kind of Irioki get-together. Lisa's actually the one who suggested the, um drunk history oh. at Iriaki episode so thanks I, yeah that's, thanks a lot that yeah <laughs> see, you see what i'm getting dragged in. <laughs> exactly into? i already told Johnetta. i said that dave has to so like dave likes to come over here and fish and he's been like really insistent that i get some grass carp so that the pond doesn't have like algae on it mm-hmm. so i told Johnetta, we'll do the grass carp thing but here's the deal dave has to dd you and the other girls so that we can have a drunk karaoke <laughs> night and he can fish like he can fish yeah. while we're doing that. Yeah. It, so, yeah, it so works. I, I feel it like works. it's a good deal. I feel like it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's a good deal. So anyway, um, we're going to listen to Lisa's story now. So let's get started. Might take a second. It's got to download from the cloud. Yeah. Everything's in the cloud. Yes. God, listen to that fire. It sounds so good.
1: It does sound so good.
0: I love a fire. I a too. All right, here we go.
1: Hi, everyone. I'd like to share an interesting experience that my husband and I had a few years ago. Um, we have both experienced, quote, paranormal, end quote, stuff our whole lives. But some things are just a little bit more memorable than others. So it was a Monday in February. Um, I've been out of the house all day having a girl's day with my mom and my niece. So it was a pretty good day. Um, then at the end of the day, I had some pretty disturbing news that basically just made me really, really mad and sent me into a bit of a, a rage. And I don't get mad very often, so it's kind of a big deal. And I also kind of think it's related to the story. So, my husband and I discussed the situation once I got home, and I spewed my anger out everywhere and decided that it'd probably be best for me if I went for a run. And he decided that it'd be good for the dogs if he took them for a little walk while I went out running. So at our house, we typically use the back door for everything. Um, We come, we go, we just don't simply use our front door that much. Um, The front door does have a deadbolt lock that, to be honest, I'm not even entirely sure where the key is to it. But in order to lock it from the outside, you have to have the key. So I went on my way, and my husband and the dogs went on the other way. And I was about 20 minutes into it and was headed home, and I see my husband and the dogs walking down the road toward me. And I'm like well that's odd and he's like well why did you lock the front door? and I'm like well you must be wrong because it just isn't possible um, sometimes since our house is so old you kind of have to like you know force your way in and sometimes the door sticks a little bit so I just assumed that it just was one of those kind of deals um, so we get back to the house and get to the front door and I thought I was going to be all smart assy and just open it wide open and get to the front door and just wasn't opening. It was real (laughs) and legitimately locked. (laughs) So we went around to the back door just to make sure that it was open and of course it was locked. I mean that's pretty typical when we come in the door we lock it behind us. So that was not unusual but for the front door to be locked when you had to have a key to lock it and we had no idea where the key was was really really weird and to be honest we were freaking out just a little bit. Well, thankfully my parents have a key to our back door and live just a few miles away. So my husband actually had his phone on him. So I called my mom and dad and asked if they would mind coming over with the key. Well, you know, we're waiting on him to get over there and my brain just would not wrap around the fact that the front door was locked. It just, it was not possible. So I go back to the front door, double check it and yeah, well, <laughs> it's still locked. So... It was just really a messed up deal. So we're both at the front door. And very quietly, I just simply say, I'm sorry, please unlock the door. And to my surprise, when I turned the knob, it opened. It oh. opened without sticking. It, you didn't have to force it. You just turned the knob and simply opened the door. Um, so at that point, you know, the husband and I was freaking out just a little bit. But I'd call my mom to make sure my dad hadn't left yet. And of course he had. So when he arrived, we just kind of told him the story, and he was just so cool about it. He just kind of shook his head and laughed a little bit and asked if we had a beer. (laughs) So (laughs) that was pretty funny. But that's just one little story of a lot of the strange things that have happened in our house. Um, You know, we tried to find a reasonable answer for it and really couldn't. Um, The only thing, I mean, I don't know if my anger stirred something up or if my energy wasn't allowed in the house for whatever reason. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this and thank you for letting me share. Oh, that was really that cool. Was awesome, oh my gosh. Lisa. That was,
0: yeah. Oh my gosh, Lisa. Like I, it always, I always find it very disconcerting when I hear stories where, um, you ask the spirit, something like Sarah's story, yes. you know, telling it to yeah. leave the dog alone. Like, yeah. And this saying, Hey, unlock the door. Like, it's kind of creepy if yeah. they if the entity is able to respond right to you in that way. That's kind of that's really a yeah. weird thing. Yeah, and I don't doubt at all that like extreme emotion can prompt stuff like that. Oh, yeah, I think that's a really interesting kind of thing about uh, poltergeist. Yes, you know they think yeah. that a lot of times there's a teenager yeah. involved and stuff yeah. like that. And so I don't know. That's all so interesting to me. It's like that is. Like so the fascinating. Energy. Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was Lisa's that was story. Really that was really I like good. That. I really liked it. Uh, let's let Johnetta tell a story. Yes. So Johnetta grew up in uh, downtown OKC, like back before, um, as she likes to say, it was Disneyed and made <laughs> into like a very friendly type place. <laughs> like, do you remember Bricktown? Like back when we were kids, like yeah. you didn't go down there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You did not. No. You didn't go no. down there. Yeah. That was like bad news. Yeah. So um, this story is about, I believe it's about when she lived down there, because she told me that's uh, what she was going to send. So let's go ahead and listen to this one.
4: So back in the 90s, before they gentrified downtown, uh, my mom moved us. I was probably about um, a little over seven, maybe closer to eight, maybe eight and a half ish. I don't know, somewhere between there. I was young and um she moved us um to right across from st anthony's hospital back when it was still considered rough in quotes um because whatever i've never really thought it was rough but people did anyway and so we moved into these ugly hideous like pea green townhouses they were like pea green with white trim right? And it was like actually the coolest place I ever lived in as a kid. It was three stories. It had a single car garage that was really long, um, a brick driveway, a, um, like a rotted wood balcony that we still got on, even though it was kind of scary. And, um, you know, it had like three, I think it had three bedrooms, three bathrooms. Well, okay, like two and a half baths. Um, you know, the second floor was a half bath, a kitchen, living room, dining room area with the, with the stuff. And then upstairs were two of the bedrooms and a bathroom. And then on the very bottom floor was what became my room. So that I didn't have to share a room with my brother because I was like, this fucking sucks. So, like, I lived on the bottom floor by myself. I had my own bathroom with my own shower. I felt super rich because like (laughs) that like I never really had my own room in my own bathroom at that point um and so (laughs) this room was kind of weird I felt like like it was like you could go to the first floor and it just always felt like there was like a strange heavy presence in it you know what I mean like whenever you go in to a place and it feels like something else is with you and like that never really bothered me like it was almost comforting i guess because you know i lived on the ground floor where the front door was and where the back door my in my room there was a large sliding glass door that like my bed actually like butted up to And actually, from my window, that window, I could see, like, downtown when it was glowing and, like, lit up. Like, the tall buildings. I'm trying to remember the name of the exact building that I saw, like, every night before I fell asleep. But anyways. So, while we were living here, I started having a weird recurring nightmare. And it was very, very strange. Like, because what would happen was... I would have this dream that I was older, that I was, like, probably, like, the age I am now, so I felt like I was, like, a million years old probably then as a kid, and I would be running through this weird, rocky desert, almost, like, Arizona kind of feeling place, like, towards the edge of what was similar to the Grand Canyon, I guess, but we just had, like, this home in the middle of nowhere, it was very old classic style farmhouse looking and I was like running in this nightmare from this house and I was being chased by a man who I assumed was my husband and I never saw his face he was always in a nice suit like I always saw the suit I always saw a gun it was always kind of like a really weird faded dream it wasn't vivid in color like some of my other ones were. So he would back me up to this ledge and then shoot me. And I always felt him shoot me in the stomach. And I always fell, right? I, I would fall backwards in my dream. And as soon as I was supposed to hit the ground, I'd wake up. And I always woke up at 3.15 in the morning. Exactly. Oh, every no. time. Because I had this large, luminous like night light or not nightlight, um... I never used the nightlight. I was a weird kid. Um, Whenever I moved down there, like, I wasn't afraid of the dark. I was more afraid of the light. It was strange. Um, But, so, I had this luminous um, alarm clock that was red. You know, you know the one, right? The digital red alarm clock. And it would always say, like, 3.15 in the morning whenever I'd wake up. And I would just, like, wake up in a cold sweat. I'd be, like, panting really hard like I had been running. And I probably had this dream I know for sure for one month it might have gone on longer because I had a few different recurring nightmares while I was there that would kind of be similar but this one was pretty vivid and at the beginning you know I was like in my house being chased by my husband um and there was always two little girls in the house that I assumed were my kids and then like I would run out into the deal and then I would fall but like in Most of the dream was running from him, like, outside. So, the details on the inside are not as clear the older I get. But, like, I always remember the second half. And then, so, one night, I vividly remember being half awake and half asleep during my dream. And I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's fucking terrifying. hmm So, um, in my dream, I was running... And in reality, I was climbing up on my bed. And my bed was like solid wood. Um, and you can probably hear my grandma yelling at my dogs. Whatever. Um, but so... Anyways, I was running and in my dream and then in reality I was climbing up on the edge of my bed my bed was like a thick wood um square at the ends you know like it was really basic but it was like solid and you could stand on it super easy so I was standing on it I was climbing up on it and standing on it and then as I fell in my dream as I was shot I leaned back and I was falling from this so I was literally falling in reality in time with my dream but it was so weird. It was almost like I was watching both in an out-of-body experience. And I woke up again at the same time, 3.15 in the morning. And that was the last time I had that nightmare. And it was... It was really strange. Um, and I don't know if that's, like, a supernaturally thing. I don't know if it was, like, a psychological thing. Because, you know, my life was kind of shit. Or what. It was just... I remember it being horrific. Like I used to be afraid to sleep because of my nightmare. But then after that happened, it didn't come back. I had some recurring nightmares later that were a little different, but they were way more bizarre, way less traumatic, um, in the long run, I guess. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's one of the many stories I have of the ugly pea green townhouse that I lived in as a kid in downtown Oklahoma City.
0: Oh my gosh. I have heard that story before, like from her. And okay, I just want, I don't think I can emphasize hard enough for you guys how creepy it is to be sitting out here, listening to these with giant headphones on in the dark it is
2: super scary it's really creepy right (laughs) am I exaggerating no it's creepy right
0: okay it is scary yeah it's like super scary I had to like
2: lift my headphones a little bit a couple times Mm -hmm. because I kept thinking I heard stuff and I was like "Uh." yeah
0: oh yeah yeah because sometimes like Whitney and I are out here and we'll hear coyotes or you know, whatever kind of wildlife is lurking in the nearby pastures. But, um, I love that story that Johnetta told, like, even though I've heard it before, I love hearing it and I love hearing her tell it because she is a good storyteller yes. and yes, she is. Oh, she is. And that, oh, it still gives me chills. Like that is also, it made me think, I want to look up and see if there's anything significant about three fifteen in the morning. Like, um I think
2: there is, isn't like three o'clock the witching hour or something I think like that? So. I don't know about three fifteen, but I've always heard that three was like the witching hour. Yeah,
0: I think I have heard that, yeah. Uh let's see, three fifteen. I am 7, sitting 10s. here like all tensed up. Oh, I'm same. serious. Same. Like I just, <laughs> Same. Um Okay, so let's see. The first thing that came up was the significance of Genesis 315. Uh Which is about... That's kind of weird. Okay, so Genesis Genesis 3.15... I say this because, like, I don't know anything about the Bible. Um, God announces that the serpent's head will be crushed by the seed of woman.
1: Hmm. Mm -hmm. That's
0: kind
1: of... Wow. Yeah. Let's see.
0: That's... Okay, seed... The seed of woman or an offspring of the woman... Um. That's kinda creepy. That's a little weird. But yeah, I think I I, I would be real interested. Let's see, three fifteen. We're gonna look that up just like the number three fifteen without the three fifteen significance. So apparently three fifteen is an encouragement from your guardian angels and ascended masters confirming that you are on the right path. Oh, they want you to know that you're being divinely guided while making important changes in life decisions. So that's kind of interesting. That's, that is. That's like, hmm, that's really interesting. And I I yeah. love that story. Jonathan has told me it before. I love it. That was a good story. It I is. Love it. So we have one more. And this one, um, I mentioned Emily earlier from Spooky Space. Um, I love her and her dad so much. Um, I, I joined their group like the moment <laughs> I discovered their podcast and it was really small at that time and uh, I I'm really excited that I was like one of the first people in there like which is I guess kind of silly but I'm and it
2: is really rare for you to message me saying hey you gotta yeah. listen to this like right. this is yeah. so good
0: yeah yeah, I think the um, the other time I did that was about Breanne and it, Ben's podcast. Yes, which is amazing. Oh, it's so good, you guys. If you have not listened to Vigils in the Dark, you need to. It's so good. Do yourself a favor. Binge it this weekend. Like, it's so, so good. They did such a good job. Like, it's it's amazing. Um, so, anyway, Spooky Space, check it out, too. Emily and her dad are awesome. I love it. And it's also um, kid-friendly, So unlike unlike this podcast, it's kid-friendly. So um, I think in the first episode, like during the intro, she says, like, the worst word we say is C-R-A-P or something like that. It's cute. (laughs) But, yeah. So anyway, Emily sent this in, and this is her spooky story. Um, And it is a let's not meet type story, which I think those are almost creepier than the... uh, Supernatural ones sometimes. I I think they definitely can be. And uh, I have to read this very first opening line of the email because this cracked me up. Um, Hey, Marnie, love love the podcast. In parentheses, even though you're on the decidedly wrong side of the Texas OK border. And congrats (laughs) on your book. Um, So they're in Texas. I I know for sure that her dad is. Um, So, Emily, I adore Texas. Yes. Like, you i fort worth is one of my favorite places on this entire planet i love texas so much you can ask whitney yes i so girl i am torn right down the middle i love oklahoma love texas but mm, i love that texas i feel
2: like you're an honorary texas i am
0: oh i am girl yeah well, i you am just, yeah your heart's there yeah my heart is in texas yeah. i left my heart in fort worth <laughs> so okay so anyway she says this story might be a little bit long but here goes Alright, so I think I was about six-ish when my neighbor and I decided to have a lemonade stand outside of her house, which was right across the street. Let me tell you, sales were up and we were making a killing. We noticed a red sedan pass by multiple times but didn't think anything of it. Parentheses, dumb. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Which I thought was funny
0: Um, Occasionally cars would pull into the driveway And order some of our dank ass lemonade But my friend's dad told us Not to walk up to the cars And let people get out to order Which I think was super smart Very smart Very smart. Good advice Um, It was a good thing we listened Because sure enough that red car pulled up And sat there waiting for us to approach it The person in that car never bought anything And drove away But this was just the beginning of our experience with him Once it got dark, we would shut down the lemonade stand and walked away like the badass business bitches that we were, none the wiser. (laughs) That is, until Monday came. You see, my neighbor and I walked to school together and we noticed that red car following us yet again. Luckily, there was a larger group that met up to walk to and from school, so we didn't get nabbed. That's also good. Safety in numbers is always important. Um, Our parents also noticed that the parents noticed this and called the police to ask what they could do about it. Um, and I guess all that they could do was call the police who never arrived in time to get them to intervene Um, well this went on for weeks we would be playing outside red car walking to and from school red car it was always there now I have to stop here and explain my neighbor's dad to you he is an unapologetically sweet guy Uh, he likes gardening and has a gentle spirit until you piss him off I guess. All right, back to the story. So we were out playing and getting ready to head back inside around the time that the street lights were coming on. You guessed it. The red car is driving slowly down the street. Apparently, our parent had had enough. They walked out of the house and made the car stop in the middle of the street. That is when my neighborhood, neighbor's dad, the sweet guy, pulled out a gun and told the person driving the car to get out. Go, Dad. Oh, yes. This part, this is the part that like creeps me (laughs) out so much. Like it's creepy enough that this guy is like stalking six-year-olds. Right. But okay. So, all right. So let me tell you who got out. It was a middle-aged man, but he was cruising around in a red wig and was dressed head to toe in his mother's clothes. Wow. And they know that because turned out the guy lived with his mother and apparently had some like mental health problems wow and it was confirmed that it was her clothes oh wow okay like um wow she says having a man stalk and likely plot to abduct you is scary but it feels like something out of a movie when this all comes together and I completely agree because the who is the first person that comes to mind when you hear like a middle-aged man wearing his mother's clothes uh, Norman Bates. Yeah. 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 Norman Bates. I mean, that's like some psycho stuff right there. And, um, Emily says, anyway, I guess the threat of being killed should, uh, he come sniffing around again took care of the problem. I've since heard that he lived about a block away with his mother and had some, uh, severe mental health issues. I hope he got the help that he needed. So glad we didn't get got. And I completely agree with that. Yes. Like, oh my God. That is, um, So when I was a kid, uh, we had, I can't remember if I've ever told this on the podcast, but there was this tree on the playground that we referred to as the big tree because we were super creative and, you know, (laughs) named it, you know, like kids do. And anyway, there, it was right around the time that like the dare officer had told us about stranger danger and stuff like that, which I have some crazy ass stories about the dare officer from my elementary school. But, um, so anyway, we knew like it, we knew about the whole thing of guy like typically men in vans saying hey do you want to come see my puppy, and then getting a kid to get over there and they grab them and abduct them whatever. So me and my best friend in childhood Nathan, he and I were um, on the playground and. Uh, this guy pulls up in a van right beside the big tree, which was the reason the big tree was so cool was because the big tree was as far as you could get from the teachers without leaving school property. (laughs) So basically it's where we went to do everything that we shouldn't have been doing. (laughs) And so we were down there, I think he and I were maybe playing basketball on the court, like right beside it. And the ball went down towards the big tree. So like we run over there to get it. And this guy pulls up in a van, I believe. And he's like, Hey kids, you know, basically like, just word for word, what they tell you a creep is going to say. Yes. Like, he's like, I can't remember if it was, Do you want to see my puppy or do you want a sucker? Like, it was right. something like, just clearly, this guy did not yes. have good intentions. So, Nathan and I, instead of, you know, like running and getting a teacher or anything like that, we start taunting him. Oh. And we start yelling "stranger danger" at him. Oh my not, god! Not not so much to alert the teachers, but to shame him. Oh my god! And it worked. He That's actually awesome. he left, and um, awesome. I think they actually investigated it. And apparently, he had been around there doing that for a while. Yeah. Um, but nothing ever happened. Like he, I guess he left and went somewhere else or something. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably like the one of the brushes I had as a child with a creep. Yeah. Do you ever think about that, like? how many times in your life i saw a thing one time that said have you ever wondered how many times a murderer has looked at you and thought no not that one yes like and i think or, about that
2: oh or like the thing like what if you could uh see how many times you almost died in your
0: life yes at the end of your life yeah like yeah. how many times you almost died oh, doing something? i hope that that happens <laughs> i hope that that's what happens when you die like i hope you get to like see, like...
2: see like all the times that... yes
0: and I saw another one, which I really appreciate this, because I'm, like, a total uh, statistics person. And it said, what if when you die, you get, like, your all-time stats? Like, how many times you almost died? How many times you did this? How many times you did that? And I'm like, oh, my right. God, I hope that happens. Right, yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think those Let's Not Meet stories are... Might be the scariest to me.
2: Yeah, because they're real people. Exactly. And, you know, it's... To me, like, I, you know, I, I love... Um, I love paranormal stuff and mm-hmm. I love all that, same. but there is nothing
0: that scares me
2: more than humans.
0: Oh girl. Same. I mean, for real, I would rather be dealing uh, with a demon yeah, than I, a I'd, serial killer. Yeah. Like, hate, Oh yes. yeah. Oh, other people are, yeah. are scary. They are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's not to say like that you shouldn't trust humans or anything like that. No, Johnetta no, would, no. Johnetta would vastly disagree with yeah. me. I know that her policy is like, I do not trust you until you give me a reason to, which is probably smarter than my policy, which is like, I trust people probably longer than I should. But, um, but yeah, I think, I mean, humans are scary. Yeah, Like people are, people are are terrifying. They're so scary. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we, we've been sitting out here listening to these stories and maybe just, maybe someone will, uh, write in and say that there's an EVP on this. Ooh, maybe. Which would terrify me. Oh my gosh. Which maybe uh, I don't want to know. Maybe yeah. Just maybe. Just, just don't message tell us. Marnie yeah, message privately. privately. I don't want to know. Whitney's like, let me offer Marnie up as the sacrifice. <laughs> like, let Marnie, tell Marnie, and she doesn't need to tell me. Oh my gosh. So yeah, so that's uh that's it for the listener stories. And I would also like to add that um there was one story that we had to edit out from a listener that uh Katie, who I am going to contact her about actually being on the podcast because we talked about that a while back and for various reasons like my mental health and then everything that's going on in the world around us, I think that some some potential guest things fell through. So if you and I, you dear listener, have ever approached me about being on the podcast at any point in time and we've talked about that um please, please, please send me a message and remind me because I, um, I think that a lot of that just kind of fell by the wayside when I was going through all that stuff in October and November. Um, and I really want to have all of those people on that wanted Mm. to be on. Um, Katie has some awesome stories. Like she has a really cool job and I cannot wait to have her on the podcast. Like I'm so excited. So Katie and everyone who has ever reached out to me about any of that, or if I've reached out to you please get back in contact with me. I'm going to try to be more proactive about that in the next few weeks. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, Whitney, you got anything to uh, announce or?
2: Well, um, I'm still working on my podcast. Yes. Um, Night of the Groovy podcast is coming. It is. So, it is, y'all. Yep. It's it's coming. so if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me on Facebook. But it is coming very soon. So yes. I hope you guys enjoy it when it does and i'll let you know um the launch date oh yeah, yeah i and i'll soon.
0: be i'll be pushing that hard i will let everybody know from the Erioki platform when that when that is available yes. um so yeah so again thank you to everyone who's been supporting uh the podcast on anchor and on patreon i'm doing flash fiction again on patreon but it's actually like videos now it's like uh the flash fiction story, but it's set to music and audio of me reading it and it it's got like images. So um it's been really fun so to good. like create. Those have been really, really fun. So um so yeah and those come out every Friday Friday sometime during the day. Um and there is one that is free for everyone to look at on Patreon and then there's one that is for patrons only. So like two every week one's free, one's for patrons only. Um, also my book, The Way It Ends, is available on Amazon right now, um, paperback, so, uh, few people have ordered that, so that's really exciting, so get you a copy of that, and, um, I had, uh, that, that story, I always like to say that that one especially is, uh, people I have met who have proceeded to disappoint <laughs> me, um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a story that's real close to my heart, but, but no, I did not end up in a cult like the people in the story, so yeah, <laughs> um damn near though <laughs> but uh anyway so this was so much fun thank you for this was me so back. much fun it was, it i'm was, so glad that I you were here this. tonight it was so fun okay so i hope you guys enjoy um i go follow on facebook at, at irioki instagram is the same um and the facebook group iriokis we have a lot of fun in there we share a lot of memes we share a lot of oklahoma stuff um lots of fun stuff. There's been a lot of talk lately about what's going down with Carol Baskin and the (laughs) GW zoo and all that. So, um, anyway, join those, uh, and y'all stay spooky.